Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bowen Branch and how you can discover this new level of softness with their iconic sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% responded that Bowen Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They source the rarest 100% organic cotton for an incredible softness to start. Then they skip the toxins and harsh chemicals for a natural feel unlike anything else. And it all comes together with their signature weave. This special design feels buttery, breathable, and unlocks new levels of softness with every wash. And they stand behind their promise of softness. With their 30-night guarantee, you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. If during the 30 nights you don't love your sheets or feel them getting softer and softer, you can send them right back, no questions asked. So head to bowlandbranch.com for 15% off your first order with code RESTFUL15. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Kirk Hawkins, professional journalist and realtor with more than $37 million worth of closed transactions across Southern California. I wanted to create a place where I could talk about real estate, whether you're renting, buying, or selling. Each week, I want to share how you can have the best home. Welcome to Homemade. For three years, Jen Sincero was a nomad, crisscrossing the world, but that got a little old. So the New York Times bestselling author of You Are a Badass, You Are a Badass at Making Money, and the newest installment, You Are a Badass Every Day, searched for somewhere warm, settling into Santa Fe, and after attending 70 open houses, she discovered what she calls hodgepodge lodge, everything she had been looking for, west-facing views, three beds, four baths, three fireplaces, a 15-minute walk to town, and big trees. But it also needed quite the renovation. It's been a long remodel, but throughout the journey, she got to celebrate her publishing success and learn she really has a love for interior design, architecture, and Home Depot tile. I call the house Hodgepodge Lodge because it was literally like it was a small house and they made the porch an inside piece and they made the garage a part of the house and put a hallway there. So it's just... Every decade, the same family owned it for 40 years, and they just oh, kept adding nice. on and adding on and adding on. Yeah. And uh, so I ended up raising, I'm six foot one, and the, and I feel like Alice in Wonderland in Santa Fe also. It's like the whole place is like a, a rabbit hutch, you know, just it, oh, it's all yeah. a little warren. So um, everything's really low ceilinged, and so I wanted a high ceiling in my kitchen. And just to raise it, there was like, I don't know, like three walls of my kitchen had we're supporting different roofs because of just the way the house was built. Oh, so yes. raising the ceiling was an epic endeavor. My architect was just like, are you kidding me? Oh, like, wow. I don't oh. know how many engineers had to work on it. It was epic, but it was, oh. it was really exciting and really fun. And I'm really pleased with how it's going. I mean, we just raised it. We, I finally have walls. Um, it snowed oh, in so my kitchen all winter. Oh, oh we, wow. we gutted the whole thing and raised it. took the roof, Took the roof off you, the second. We raised the roof. We raised the roof. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and uh, and and we had literally the most intense winter we've had in decades. So it snowed. It was frigid. All the guys working on my house, I felt so bad for them. But 
So it was just like I had this courtyard in the middle of my house where the kitchen used to be. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you didn't you didn't actually live in the home as this was happening. I was living in the casita. Oh wow. Yeah. So I was in the middle of it literally all the time. Which yeah. was I mean, it was disgusting and filthy and really fun. So And the fun part is what you remember more than anything. So yeah. Yeah. And you have to remind yourself when it's just like, you know, we just failed our electrical inspection and it's just like and we have to wait for that before we can do the the framing inspection, before they can put on the you know, drywall. So there's all these things. There's a million people involved. And, and I do have a temper tantrum every once in a while, but you got to remember, like, I'm going to miss having the guys around, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, and, and how far along is it? Are you getting close to this? Uh, all yeah, yeah, I don't know. So we just passed our electrical inspection oh, after good. failing it. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and now we, are, I can't believe I get to do a show and talk about my house renovation because it's all I do. <laughs> so I'm like, sure. Really? It's For all consuming. Months, oh yeah. Definitely. Oh, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, he, my contractor suspects that maybe in two months it'll have a floor and be ready to move furniture in. Wow. I mean the cabinets and everything and yeah kitchen so the light is kind of at the end of the tunnel but not quite it kind of is but it's that excruciating part where it is but you're so far away still because yeah you got to figure out sure yeah i don't know there's just a lot and how was the budget with everything did you stay close to what you had anticipated or did it go over what do they say it takes twice as long and costs twice as much is that what it is yeah I'm doing better than that. Uh-huh. So it's not, um, it's definitely over budget, but gotcha. it's not, you know, wake up screaming in the middle of the night over budget. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> well, after, you know, going through the process of the books, there you, that there, you're usually, you can be very zen about that process too, I would think. Yeah, yeah, it's taught me, you know, I have to say, my contractor has taught me so much. I mean, he's, he, I got so lucky. He basically has angel's wings. Like, he, he's such a good guy. I totally trust him. All his guys are great. He, he's affordable and fast. He's amazing and a really nice person. But, uh, you know, the other day we realized that we made the roof on the portal too narrow to fit the lights that I had just bought in. And we, you know, cut all the holes and everything was ready to go. And then the roof wasn't thick enough to hold the, what the hell is it called? I don't know, transformer or something that goes with a little light. Mm-hmm. And it was off by just like an inch, but you couldn't fit it in. And I was just like, how did this even happen? Like, we were so good about this one thing. Like, we got our numbers down. Everybody was involved and it still got screwed up in my... You know, and I was about to go out into orbit about it. And my contractor was like, we'll figure it out. Like, we'll just figure it out. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. You know, I know it's my money, so he can be calmer about it. <laughs> right. Right. And at the end of the day, we figured it out. And it wasn't that big a deal. So just to not, to make that choice in the moment, mm-hmm. to flip out or not to flip out, mm-hmm. um, I'm getting a lot better at not flipping out. Oh, which wow. is good, because... Because I can flip. Uh-huh. I'm good. You can still flip? I can still flip. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would picture you as someone who would not necessarily flip. But, <laughs> so you can definitely have a good flip out from time to time. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's why, you know, I put that in my books. I think that's why people resonate with them because, mm-hmm. you know, we're all human. I... I think anybody who says they never flip out is probably a liar. Like yeah, the Dalai Lama's totally got to have it. a temper tantrum every once in a while, oh, right? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I would love to see that. Right? Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bet it's really good because he probably never has them. So when he like has one, it's like full on. Very epic. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I can definitely imagine that too. Uh-huh. So is that one of the, le- the the lesson of patience that you learned throughout oh, this whole process? Totally. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I know patience is my thing. Like I, I wrote about it in Your Badass Every Day. Just 
I, I don't know if it's because I'm from New York or what my deal is, but, and it's funny. So I have this house, it's this lumbering beast that is slowly coming together. And I also live in Santa Fe, which is basically um, a retirement community full of lost tourists. So <laughs> behind the wheel of they're a car, which is, they're all lost. It's really confusing. It's a really windy, old, ancient little town with teeny tiny streets and, mm-hmm. You know, and then you've got some 85-year-old who just stops in the middle of the road because they forget where they are and who they are. <laughs> and so you sure. just have to just be okay with it because that's mm-hmm. it's not going to change. So just be okay with it it's and leave like, early. It's kind of like how we have all the, the Hollywood home tour vans that get in the way from time to time. Yeah. Too, so yeah. And like going into a spin, what does that accomplish? I mean, and I right. do it, especially behind the wheel of a car. Like I'm, oh, yeah. I am that person. So, <laughs> right. So it's Santa Fe has been very good for me. Yeah, good, good. (laughs) And and now the so in talking about the lights, once the house is finished, Mm. do you have the design down, or will that be then the next phase? Yeah, once it's complete, or are there parallel paths kind of happening? Parallel paths. So I do have the design down, but the thing that's been really that I'm the present like anxiety right now is I have the design down. And we're getting to the part where the design is becoming real and physical. And then I'm seeing it and I'm like, I don't know if this works. And that is scaring the hell out of me. Uh And also when you're doing the kind of renovation I'm doing, like everything's gone, like it is stripped down to the bones. So I'm doing a really modern kitchen in an old Santa Fe house with lots of latillas and bullnoses and la la la. We're bullnosing the kitchen to make it match. But it's pretty modern, and I knocked down the wall from the kitchen to the living room, so now it's all one big room, and they're kind of different. And I was just like, oh, my God. is After all this work, is this going to be just hideously ugly? Sure. <laughs> but then you got to remember, you're going to have furniture and plants and lights, and it'll come together, and it's all, you know, we did take care to keep it warm and modern at the same time. So I think it'll be fine, but right now it's just... I can't look at it too long or I start to weep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But w- would you be able to reverse course if there was a challenge or could you um, can you visualize yourself doing something like that? I mean, it would to? no, because the cabinet makers making those modern oh, cabinets so as we coming. speak. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, so it's not necessarily buyer's remorse, but maybe uh, potent, not, not designer's even, remorse, designer's remorse in a way. Or so, Well, it's not done yet. So okay. it's more just like designer's panic attack and we'll see if i have actual remorse which i don't think i will i'm working with really good designers and um and we did take care that we knew it was all gonna be one big room but it was just a bit of a shocker to see it all like oh there it is there's all those you know everybody those big wooden beams on the ceiling just that big like heavy wood santa fe thing Mm -hmm. but i think it'll be cool because it is all white and we're gonna make all the furniture in the old part of the house really modern and um it's gonna be fun so cool yeah i'm really excited and yeah. we're doing the stereo right now which is the most exciting oh, yes. part yeah so it's like because we're ripping up the walls so i can sp- put speakers oh, everywhere that's and, right yeah you know what's so funny is that's my biggest dream i think of having a good speaker system Hello. throughout the house yeah. and do you know what is the sad and sorry state of affairs in audio land is they don't have stores where you can go and listen to the stereos anymore. Like, I'm 54. Oh, that's right. And, you know, back in the day, they'd have that chair. You remember that ad for whatever those cassette tapes were where the guy gets, like, his hair blown back? Yeah. But you would sit in a big, comfortable chair, and they would play all the receivers, all the speakers, move it around. You'd be in the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. So I hired this place that does, you know, install stereos in homes. And I was like, okay, where, where should we put the speakers for the sweet spot? They're like, oh, it doesn't matter. You can just put them anywhere. I was like... 
that's not true. Yeah, like, I want to be able to test drive all right? this. Right, yeah. and, I, and I couldn't even really listen. I ended up getting these speakers that a friend of mine has just because I could hear hers, but there's no uh, listening rooms anymore, are there? No, well, I mean, I haven't been to a Best Buy in a while. I wonder if they even have that. But even then, Best what you're Buy, doing is a little more specific, Yeah, too. and Best yeah. Buy, you can listen to stuff, but there's like 19 television sets, and, yeah. you know, and yeah. I don't know if they have the best, like if you're a real audiophile, yeah. how oh, high-end yeah, their right. stuff is, you know, so... Yeah, it, it's been. You know what? I actually do. There's a there's a company. I mean, but it's probably too late. So I'll just I'll withhold this little tidbit. But uh -huh. there there is a company in Bel Air, Beverly Hills area mm -hmm. that does this like really sophisticated like stereo system, and I think they have a, some type of a showroom somewhere. But these but places in Santa okay. Fe have a showroom, but they've oh, got good. like three speakers. But nothing that, that you could test out. I was just. It was mostly about the television sets. I was like, uh -huh. I don't care. I mean, I care about it, but yeah. no, I want. I listen to music much more. So does that does that give you? A, <laughs> I mean, not to prod you for this. Uh -huh. but does that give you anxiety that you, you know, have to work that out? I got to hear the speakers I'm getting, and I found a good place for the subwoofer. Okay. I mean, we're redoing the plumbing so I can put the subwoofer in the right place. Oh, my gosh. Very I important. Know. It is. <laughs> yeah. Because it's got to be in the middle of the kitchen, and there was a, there was a pipe there. No, Goodbye, now, pipe. <laughs> right. Get it out of the way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> plumage. Plumage. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm excited. It'll sound great. I'm really, you know. And I'm, you know, partially deaf at this point. So as long as it's loud, I don't, <laughs> right. I don't be able to tell. And what kind of music will you be listening to the most? Um, Is it like you a know, it's Chaudet embarrassing. Or? Like I used to know everything about music. I used to know everything about stereo systems. Mm -hmm. I was really into the whole deal. I mean, I listen to like Led Zeppelin and you know old stuff. I had a feeling it was going to be something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah I yeah. do. I mean, it's still good music. It's just yeah. I do. I'm sure there's great music. I also like a lot of house music too. So maybe nice. does that make me hip? I don't know. Very, uh, you can you can be whoever authentic and whoever you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like a lot of you know bluegrass, uh, Americana stuff. So there will be all the neighbors will be complaining about all sorts of genres. They're all in their eighties and they're deaf. Oh, perfect! So it's awesome. So you really did pick out a great. I spot. did right. That was on my list. Deaf neighbors. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Check. And do you, you know, once you, I mean, once you kind of get settled, and and will it, will you have an Apple Music or do you do Spotify or will you do? Does it have a record player or a CD player? No, it'll be did Spotify. I'm okay. not. Are you like I, all this like the comeback? Of vinyl and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, some like, people are really into it, but I, yeah. I'm so glad to see that go. And yeah. I loved looking at my album covers. Like, it was a whole experience, but mm. it's a pain in the butt. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I did this thing a few years ago where I basically ingested all of my CDs into my computer. Right. And so now I have bye it bye. ready to go all the time. Yeah. yeah. No need for clutter. and No need for clutter. Minimalism is the thing. Goodbye. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, is that the style of your house, too? Is it going to be very minimal? Yes. Or? And oh, this good. is the weird thing, because I'm very nomadic. I'm also extremely Spartan. Uh-huh. And, and as I said, the house is bigger than I want it to be. And I was actually going to put these really cool bookshelves wrapping around. It would have looked really cool in the kitchen. Then I was like, then I'm going to have to fill up the damn things. Right. And I don't have any stuff. And I don't want to buy stuff just to fill up my bookshelves. Right, so right. I didn't put them up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting thing because I really, I'm not a stuff person. Mm -hmm. I like certain things, but I don't I don't like a lot of tchotchkes. I just, I don't have a lot of books. Like, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm pretty minimal. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, how I fill up this house because I really don't want to buy a bunch of crap. But. <laughs> no, and no reason, <laughs> no reason that you should. Yeah. Uh, now is now is this your first home? Yeah. Wow. I know it's so weird. And well, I was so broke for so long. Uh huh. Uh huh. And how cool does that feel then too? It's is it a little really out of body? Exciting. Um, you know, if I was talking to a friend about this the other day, 
it is and it isn't because it's been about five years since I've started having money. So now it's sort of my new normal. Mm -hmm. So, and also this house has been such a full on deal that I feel like it's my spleen. Like <laughs> this house is with me all the time because it's just mm -hmm. an all consuming project. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting though, because there's something to be said, you know, after achieving a little level of success and then finding a home mm. and then kind of being able to kind of sink into it. And, and, you know, now you have your like nest mm -hmm. where you can fully feel alive. And so, I, I mean, I'm, we're not quite there yet, but I can imagine that's going to be an incredible feeling. Too. Oh my gosh. It's great. And the thing about Santa Fe too, I swear to God, like I lived in LA for 11 years. Mm -hmm nobody ever visited me, you know? And I never saw my friends because it was so hard to drive and see everybody. Sure. I see my LA friends more than uh, now that I live in Santa Fe. Oh, really? Everybody visits. It's like a giant person magnet. I've And even now, like, I've got guys with tool belts and they're cutting all the flagstone and there's dust everywhere. I have people, I crammed in my casita visiting this week and I've got three people coming oh, to visit. Cool. So it's like, you can't, I, and to the point where I have to, like, block off time to have some alone time and also I want to travel. So, yeah. uh, but everybody comes and it's, it's so wonderful. Cause I really feel like I'm an art collector of human masterpieces. Uh -huh. And so now all my friends from all over the world are coming to my house and it's, Awesome. Oh, how neat. I would be honored if I was part of the friend group and that was the way you described it. <laughs> oh, they are. They're really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've that's got cool. quite the eye. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and that is what really ultimately makes a home. Yeah. That, that whole feeling yeah. of, you know, just contentment and, the, and you know, what you can do when you have a house full of great people. I too. know. And then they get to meet each other. Like a lot of them have never met and they're just, oh, it's just sort of like curating and they're all really interesting and funny and sweet. And do you so. have different friends from different parts of your oh, life? Oh yeah. That uh -huh. all, oh, how neat. Yeah. That's really, really fun. That's, that's really, really great I know. too. So that will all, that's kind of the next level of everything coming, coming together once well, they're able to all visit even I more. Yeah. I, again, was like, you know, now you have, I sat down and was like, what's important to me now? Like, I've had this level of success in these certain areas. Like, what do I want to focus on in the next five years? And um, what's important to me now? Because I think it changes. And I think that's something that we sort of get sideswiped by where our whole lives were a certain person. Like, back in the day, what was important to me was like being in a band and staying up till four and getting drunk and, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. That's not important to me anymore. And if you don't take the time to get clear on what the specifics are as the person you've evolved into, you know, you sort of flounder around and waste time. Mm -hmm. And so I sat down. I was like, okay, being surrounded by the people I love and also being creative with I'm really into collaboration now as opposed to because writing is a really solitary endeavor and um i don't like that part of it very much so but i've got all these brilliant friends who are also writers and performers and, and i'm doing more um live stuff and just writing collaborations and straight ahead comedy and you know that's i want to i want to make funny stuff with the people i love oh cool so then so interesting so the next step mm. you know at least in terms of your body of work will be mm. will maybe make a different a detour in a way into a different yeah. type of material mm -hmm. oh how cool yeah i mean i'll still do the badass stuff but mm -hmm. uh but yeah i'm working on a screenplay with somebody i've known since i was 18 who's a brilliant writer and we are just having a blast and then i'm working on a a show that i want to shoot with a friend of mine who's a brilliant performer and oh, so cool. she's going to come out and we're going to shoot it at my house and write it and 
it's so fun. I mean, what's funner than that? Yeah. And, and so you, I mean, in a way you're really living and breathing and, um, you know, in the whole badass philosophy of life in a lot of ways. I am. And then I'm not, you know, it's Uh like, boy, do I drop the ball, you know? So, but I'm a human being. So it's like, yes, I'm definitely kicking ass in some areas and I could Mm -hmm. definitely, you know, get to work in some others, but, but I am, I mean, for this part, it's, um, yeah, it's re- it's really exciting. And and it must be really, you know, you talk about the early days when you were in, a, you know, a small studio apartment mm-hmm. and now to be, you know, fast forward to where you are now. I mean, it, it's two different people, two different world. I mean, same yeah. person, but it's amazing how things have changed. And it's interesting with the house, like, and this is something because I was living in, um, I rented a bunch of places in Santa Fe before I found my place. And I rented this one house. It was 6,100 square feet. And the only reason I rented it is because I was in the middle of writing You're a Badass and Making Money. It was next door to the house I was in, which was being sold. And the guys were like, it's on the market. We need somebody just living in there. So I literally walked over with armloads of clothing like, oh, I got to write the next chapter. (laughs) And, And it was fine. And it was like living in a fancy hotel. It wasn't a very warm house, but whatever. But So big, too. It was so big. And it was awful. It was just... I, it's, I have this image of I have to feel like I can wrap my arms around my house and hold it. It's just that I can hold that space. And that place, I was just like, that is way too big. So mm-hmm. my house now is 4,000 square feet, which is also extremely huge in mm-hmm. my opinion. But I feel like I can hold it. It doesn't feel that um, vacuous. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's cozy. It's big, but it's really cozy and warm and it's fun and welcoming. And so... I just had to make sure I could wrap my arms around the house. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that makes sure. sense. And, now, but, and, yeah. and so you're officially able, able to do that. I can. That yeah. Okay. Okay. It's a good hugger, my yeah. house. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> it holds on nice and yes, tight. Yes, it does. Completely. We fit, we spoon. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters. Exactly. That's, that's the best way to find, find, find yeah. it all together. Too. Yeah. So, yeah. so it, it sounds like the biggest takeaway of this whole experience is just the level of patience that you sometimes need to have uh, yeah, in Absolutely. This I feel like that's takeaway from all my situations. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I think in everything in life. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and also that you don't know you don't know what you don't know till you try it. So I just assumed that I would have to hire a million designers, like that I just knew nothing about design and that I hated it because I was bad at it. Like I can walk into a room and know if I like it or not. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that I could actually design things. And I am lo- and I'm good. I'm not great, but I love it. And I'm so interested in it. And I'm getting good at it. Very cool. So I had no idea about that. Yeah. About no, myself. And, yeah. And, and, well, and, and it's it proves that like nothing is impossible, that there's a way to if there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Not to yeah. be too cliche, but No, yeah. it's totally true. It's mm-hmm. totally true. And that also I didn't know I would enjoy it. You know, I didn't know I would want to do it. I thought I'd just like farm it out, like make my house look cool and, you know, go take a bath or whatever. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but I have an obsession with tile that I didn't know was inside of me. Oh, interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And is there, and is there a specific type of tile that has taken the, Oh my gosh, where do I even start? Well, (laughs) I found that there's, you know, the more you look at tile, the more repeats you see and you just see these like samesies, samesies, samesies things. And some of the samesies are really nice, which is why they're repeated. But man, there is just, when you find a place that has really original, um, beautiful tile, it's, it's such a score. And you can find something really beautiful and original in the place at like Home Depot, like mm-hmm. Home Depot online. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. They have some really cool stuff. Really? Absolutely. And yeah. we use Home Depot in a very, like every time my designer's like, that looks Home Depot. Right. Like it's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. 
but um, I will stand up for Home Depot because they have some damn good tile yeah, online, well, not in the store. Not in the store. Mm-hmm. So you just have to wait a little bit longer. For yeah, it to you come just got to gotta, yeah do some searching. But uh, and, and then you're kind of rolling the dice and ter- until it actually arrives. Your I know way, it. But hopefully that's okay. living on the edge. But it's Home Depot. You can return it. So yeah. easy. Oh, that's see, right. can't be in a bad mood about Home Depot. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> Sometimes Home Depot going there just makes me feel really excited. I and agree with you. Yeah. There's so many things in there. I'll go, and it's kind of you'll go in there like I go there for lock boxes all the time, but. Right. I, you then make a side. You, you, you never made a, make, a, it make out. a detour to like With the f- refrigerators or oh, like the. Right. Uh, you know, like What's the, new in refrigeration? <laughs> right. Let's go see. It's pretty amazing. I don't know why, <laughs> for whatever reason, that was the last time I got a little. Really? Soft-packed. Is there anything yeah. I need to know about? Well, I, well, yeah. Have you picked your refrigerator out yet? I have, but why? Okay. I haven't well, paid for it yet. Well, but. I'm just. <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> there are so many that have this like smart panel where you kind of input things and mm. it can connect to like Amazon. And, what are and you so talking there's different about? Ways. I know. What? And I don't know if I necessarily want to what do that. What does it do with connected. Amazon? Like, it, basically, like Amazon can keep delivered. Yeah, they can keep track of like when your items drop off. That and you is need creepy. More. Yes. And I think I would be okay to have to figure that out on my own personally. Uh-huh. Right, I yeah. I feel like maybe that's a little too I much I get brother. it. I got a new car. I'm just like, bitch, I can drive. <laughs> Leave me alone. Right, right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You're right because they try to have everything is so connected and When I go out of my smart. lane, the whole car shutters. I know I can turn that thing off, but yeah. I don't know how. <laughs> it's too complicated. Well, I'm always scared to turn it off because what if the one time I turn it off, I Exactly. I you fall asleep. Mo- yeah. I know. They get, or, I know. or I miss I I I'm because I'm so used to that like shaking of the wheel thing now too. Right. So, yeah. I know. So I can totally relate. I can totally it's a crazy take issue world. with that. Yeah. I know. It really it really is. <laughs> <laughs> And now, since since I'm trying to think of everything that we can help you plug, oh. you've, you've got the two upcoming projects that we'll, we'll patiently wait to see uh-huh. how that all comes together. Okay. And when it comes to the badass books, mm. you have, there's the three. So yes. you're a badass, you're a badass at making money, and then there's you're a badass every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there a, another version that's going to come out soon? Well, you're a badass every day is still in hardcover, so the next time I go out on tour will be the paperback tour for Ooh. that little book, okay. which will be super fun. I love going on tour. Oh, my God. Yeah, you were saying that you love because it's less solitary and you get to see Yeah, and I get to meet my fans. I mean, they're such great people. I was just at the LA Festival of Books this mm-hmm. weekend and they I just I don't know. I just feel like um I feel like my fans are the best fans. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, they are. They're just really fun, sweet adorable people and, and yeah I, it's i mean i feel like the subject matter kind of lends itself to that so that's but that's really encouraging too yeah and i and i'm sure all well i don't know maybe some writers hate their fans but mm-hmm. i feel like when it's such a writing in my opinion is, other than making music or well, painting i guess is sort of the same but when you're reading a book it's such an intimate experience like i you're having a relationship with me when you're reading my book like it's one on one really mm-hmm. unless you're listening to i guess an audiobook you could listen to with a bunch of people but i just feel like it's But a as very... you're reading it to us it's a different Yeah experience it's too. like an intimate exchange i feel yeah. like it's much more focused because you can listen to music and be making a lasagna you right. know like you're not necessarily listening as intently as you have to when you're reading a book mm-hmm. and um and so I think that the nature of that makes people connect to authors in a certain way 
You know, I don't know. Maybe I am full of crap. I don't know, but I feel no, like, I can see um, that. yeah. So I feel like uh, you sort of get each other in a certain way, and mm. um, I just think it shows itself when I meet the people when I go on the road. Well, and I feel like after reading it, I I understand you a little bit more. I I feel like I your family and where you came from, and <laughs> mm-hmm. and what the the philosophy of where you were, but as you were as things were changing in mm. your life too. And so yeah, yeah. It's it's inter- Is it hard to kind of put yourself out there like that too? It's weird. Yeah, yeah, it is weird because it's a double-edged sword. It's like I love my fans; we feel so close, and I'm like, you don't know me. We're not friends, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> yeah, so it is definitely weird uh-huh, uh-huh. and awesome. Yeah, no, like I, pretty I much would, everything in life. I yeah. would bet pretty much, and mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think if for whatever reason someone who's listening doesn't know, you know, hasn't read the book and isn't familiar. There's, and I was trying to explain this to some people over the weekend. It, a lot of it has to do. What you're kind of working with us on is our mindset mm-hmm. and, um, you know, connecting to the abundance and the universe and, and just the, the potential that we have that we may not have unlocked already. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I don't know if that's the best way. To Will you write it. that down? <laughs> yes. I'm going to have to go back and log that. Uh-huh. But, but it, it sounds like that's that's basically, I mean, You're a Badass is kind of the introduction. The, the second book at Making Money is a little bit more financially focused. Mm-hmm. And then every day is almost like this daily devotional approach to kind of keeping you on track. You get an A plus. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. I have I have loved the books. Thank In fact, you. Making money, I want. I've listened to twice the mm. audiobook, and I just can't get enough. And and oh, it's so good. inspiring. And I mean, Thank I feel you. I understand why your fans connect with you mm. so much too, because it's it really is like light a life changing kind of light bulb moment for sure. Thank you. Sorry, and I'm I'm stealing all your. I'm talking your ear off. You on can that. sit here and tell me how great I am for as long as you want. <laughs> I know, right? That's what that's what's amazing about all of it. <laughs> but it's it's amazing because we all have this in us, but no one really. It's not everyone has had the opportunity to kind of unlock that potential, you know, and the interesting thing, because I was a coach for like 10 years before I wrote them. Uh And uh, I realized, like, I help people figure out the details of the steps they need to take. And but honestly, the main job is giving them permission, Mm -hmm. giving people permission to be whoever the hell they are and do whatever they desire and. Just permission. It's so interesting. Yeah, and and you're you're right. You have there's so many things that sometimes we limit ourselves with, and we have a little bit. There's a little bit of a roadblock that we put yeah. up. Whether it's you know, and you talked about how you were raised and the role that money played in a way in your mm-hmm. family. And it's interesting. Like I feel like my family has had this been very conservative about money and don't spend it, and you know, almost this fear in a way too. And mm-hmm. it's interesting how that ends up affecting you. And oh if my you, gosh! If you don't think about it, absolutely. Yeah, we're all walking around little robots, mm-hmm. you know, based on what we were told was the truth when we were little. Yeah, so that's that's it. And so, if you were told that you can't make money or that it's bad to make money, and I give you permission to do it anyway, that's a huge, just like boing, you yeah. know, or you and you hear it somewhere. You, I mean, you have to give yourself permission. Doesn't matter what the hell I say, but mm-hmm. that's why I love that expression. Just get out of your own way, because. Yeah. We're all just in our own way. And and in a lot of these cases, it seems like, you know, it's important to take the jump and, and make a take a risk mm-hmm. in the same way that you've decided to buy the home and go through this whole process. Mm-hmm. That's one of the many risks that you probably take in oh throughout your gosh, life. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, taking the risk seems like the one of the first steps. Oh, it's just the not biggest. even thinking about it. Yeah. If we all took a big risk every single day, our lives would change so fast, mm-hmm. so fast. Mm-hmm. 
it's all about doing the scary thing. And it's and it's really amazing that you just you come up with what your plan is and then you you make a jump and you execute and then you're good to go. Yeah, and you might fall flat on your face, but mm. you'll have some more info. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Definitely. you'll be alive. Like I feel like you that's living is when you're in that terror zone of excited terror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's where you need to be when you're really making the big leaps, just like, oh, my God, I can't <laughs> believe I'm doing this. And, yeah. And that's where I think what's really great is um, the everyday book mm. allows you to kind of keep reminding yourself. Exactly. And come back, you know, every day to come back and, and stay focused and, and don't don't be deterred. I'm so glad you used the word remind because I feel like that book is literally a reminder because you know you've read all the books, you've done the work, you know this stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to remember to pay attention, to watch your mouth, to, you know, pay attention to who you're hanging out with. Like, you just have to remember Mm -hmm. and do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I even noticed there was a moment when I was driving down Sunset and I actually had, I mean, this sounds a little name droppy, but I promise it isn't. But I saw (laughs) a, a mutual friend who was on a billboard for an upcoming show. And I was like, God, I wish I could be on a billboard someday. But I don't know if that, in a way... The thought process was, I don't know if that'll ever happen. And uh-huh. it's like, why? That's where it starts. And these thoughts that where you limit yourself is, I think, exactly. where you set yourself back a little bit. And if you keep visualizing yourself, I'm, it's so funny. I wanted to be on a billboard. I had really? a specific back. I was in a band when I lived in Albuquerque in the 90s. And I was like, I'm going to be on a billboard. My other thing now is I want an action figure made out of me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so that's a, that's that's, yeah. that's the final one. But I really was like, I want billboard and I want an action figure. I just thought it was so funny. Uh-huh. I got on a damn billboard. I was in like 10 billboards all over Albuquerque. No way. <laughs> my oh, band was. That's I mean, awesome. The picture was so bad. We, literally every time we drove by, we'd wet our pants laughing because we all looked like we were in the witness protection program. But we got on a billboard. So and, and be specific about what you want to be on that right. billboard. <laughs> and that's the thing about anything that you choose to do is, yeah. it, you know, when you were saying earlier about the next step, the next stage of your life, once the house is complete and mm, setting your intention right. is so critical and, and being really specific. Yeah. And just, and really starting from what would feel great, you know? And I also want to get more philanthropic like that. I feel like I have sort of the bandwidth to do that kind of stuff. So I really want to start giving back in a way that I haven't done yet. So that's very exciting to me too. Mm-hmm. I was like, do I start a foundation or... I think I'll probably latch onto somebody else's. Just it's seems much like easier don't, well, way. it's so much easier, and yeah. it's not so splintered. I feel like there's so many amazing causes that mm-hmm. it sort of diverts focus from some of the great stuff out there already. So well, well, and it's it's it is interesting that when you are in this place and your intention is set and you're so focused, mm-hmm. you then are making the money and you're able to right? make a difference because of the money in your life. Oh and, my god, and help other people. Oh so nice, yeah. Yeah, it's I, I mean, I'm telling it was so it's been so mind blowing and so great to think through all of these theme, themes everywhere, too. Oh, so, good. yeah, no. So thank you. Thank it's you. Really, really great. <laughs> <laughs> and and we'll, and so as you're touring more with the paperback, so mm. there might be a chance for us to see you in Los Angeles again, too. Or. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a ways away. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's not happening for all. Yeah, I'm not. What am I doing live? Um. You know, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing really. So it really is about you are badass every day right now because mm-hmm. that's the new guy. Um, yeah, in that realm, you know, I'll be speaking. If anybody wants to find out what I'm doing, they can go to jensincero.com. And it's all, yeah. So because so, uh, things pop up all the time. And I was sure. like, oh, that sounds fun. 
So, the, yeah. I mean, it's so great, though, that the house is coming together, the books came together. Do you look back at all of this and ever have a moment where you're like, wow, I, I did it. I made it happen. You know, it's funny. This tour with You're a Badass Every Day. So you are a badass. Oh, it's so funny. Somebody asked me this the other day, and I don't remember it. I, it came out in 2015, I think, or 13. I mm -hmm. think it's 15. So, I'm 2019. I I'll just guess. I think it was. Was it 13? I don't know. I have no I idea. Think that I is embarrassing. I think I read it in 15 or 16. So, I don't know if that helps, but uh, I came um, later. We could yeah. go on the World Wide Web. But anyway, yeah. whenever that came out, uh, it. I think it. I'm not even going to say anything. Okay. When <laughs> it came out. So, it's been at least five years mm -hmm. since it came out, I think. And then, and you know, and it did really well. It got the New York Times list and blah, blah, blah. And then You're Bad at Making Money did the same thing. And the whole time with both of those books, I felt like I was looking at my success through binoculars backwards. Like it was, it was happening, but it was far away and it almost wasn't happening to me. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I, when I was on tour was the only time that I would sort of feel more connected to because I'd be around the people and I'd be speaking oh. and da, da. But then, you know, I'm back in my, you know, robe in my kitchen in Santa Fe and I'm like all that madness out there that's something else that's somebody else mm -hmm. and it had and then when I went on tour with you're a badass every day it's like it finally like landed in my fiber like I accepted it and it's now not the binoculars are not backwards anymore and it's who I am and I'm standing in it mm -hmm. and when I went on tour the most common question I got it's I this never fails like when I was a coach I wouldn't Without a doubt, if I was really struggling with something in my own life, somebody would hire me to coach them through the same thing. Really? Yeah, it's the cosmic joke. Like, you're yeah. just like, great, how the hell am I going to pull this off? But you, that's how you learn is yeah. when you take it outside of yourself. So, um, would you tell people that that was the thing that you're hell going through? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can help you with that. <laughs> and then it puts your feet to the fire and you really figure it out. And you, and because it's like it's so much easier to give somebody else advice, right? Mm -hmm. You can always tell your friends when they're dating an idiot or, you know, making yes. a horrible career choice. Like it's so clear to you, but they can't see the forest for the trees. <laughs> right. So the wonderful thing about that coaching situation is I could see it so clearly for them that I'd be like, Oh my God, mm -hmm. that's same for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but Oh, with badass every day. Um, the most common question I got when I was on tour with that was about the fraud complex. And people are like, you know what? I can't, you know, I'm, I've got this great job, but I still feel like such a fraud in it and I'm going to get busted. And, I, and because I had just gotten over that with my books, like beginner's luck syndrome. Oh, and the, and the fraud complex is you, you feel in a way that you're not worthy and you're, you're playing. Yeah. That you're going to get busted, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, that some grown up is going to come along and tell you the little that, prince factor again. Exactly. Uh huh. Yep. So Yeah. And, and, and I mean, the thing is, is a lot because nobody knows what the hell they're doing. Really? No. Come on. So, you know, the key is you just do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And someday, hopefully it'll catch up with you and you'll embody it. So and it usually does, too. Totally. Like, it, yeah, some of I'm a, I'm a late bloomer. So things tend to take a long time with me, which is why I'm Same so impatient. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. But now it's caught up. So now it doesn't seem weird. Like I have my, my house and all this stuff and it, and it seems perfectly normal because that's who I am now. And you're okay with it. So no fraud complex. No fraud complex there. there. But, you know, coming soon, I'm sure something else. For more information about how you can meet Jen on her upcoming tour, go to jensinchero.com. Her latest book, You Are a Badass Every Day, is now available. 
Thanks so much for joining us on Homemade. I'm Kirk Hawkins. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for bonus real estate content about this episode and others. And if you have any questions about buying or selling a home or need a realtor, go to getkirk.com or email me at kirk at getkirk.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends, family, and coworkers. And don't forget to listen to other episodes of Homemade wherever podcasts are available. This podcast was recorded at KTLA 5 Studios in Hollywood. Post-production services provided by Paul over at West Coast Moxie. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.